0: Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. We, the people, cannot turn that that. yeah welcome in to another rousing rendition of libservative we've got bell the body snatcher on the ones and twos and we are two intellectual idiots fostering political and cultural literacy he is always is Corey walsh he's dan griffin and uh the world's coming to an end so i don't understand why the hell we're doing the show right now right like, the world better is coming to, to do an end?
1: end but first Libservative Podcast is found on all social media (laughs) and podcast platforms. Our website is LibservativeShow.com. We can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at LibservativePod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast, and you can reach out directly at LibservativePod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. Subscribe now because apparently the doomsday clock is at 90 goddamn seconds, Dan.
0: The closest it's ever been. I don't even know if people are gonna have a chance to download this show uh prior got ninety to-
1: seconds. If they have bells if statewide. they have Bell's internet connection, they're shit out of luck.
0: <laughs> Bell, I don't know if you know this, but before you hopped on here, Corey and I were were comparing you to like Eugene from Hey Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like a walking jinx. <laughs> you just keep having all these jinxes happen to you. Dude, my computer's great. Uh, I mean, computer
1: the There's no defense to that. It's true. It's just a tin it. can on your head. <laughs> You're supposed to just say, just say what Rosa Parks says. Nah. I just
0: need the weird hairdo now. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> your, your your snake's losing his shit behind you there, Bell. No, she's Whoa, been uh, yeah. or her or her her sorry, danger her. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she's been pretty yeah, uh, she- social lately.
0: She was uh she was giving us a laugh riot there. I think they were she's like, Yeah, yeah, you're right. He is a walking jinx. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm gonna bite his ass next time he opens this, this tank. <laughs> well be- well uh, Bell's okay. yeah. is flappier than a disc from the 80s. His snake is completely aroused.
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm really glad. I'm really glad we could get that out of the way before we talk about uh, the the destruction um, of the planet, because we, I know we covered Israel, Palestine last week, and I feel like we kind of have to do it again. And I, I want to just, I want to just warn the people one more time because people get upset. People get upset when they think you're saying something that you're not. This is, this is not expertise. This is more punditry. So like, chill the fuck out if you say something that you disagree with or maybe even is wrong because we get shit wrong it's okay yeah it i
1: mean there's a million people that are covering this way better than we are this is just basically our take on it you know like how we feel about it us our reaction in real time to a yet another atrocity that is occurring are, throughout
0: the world what we are doing Corey, is is giving off our own attempt to to grift off of tragedy. Everybody else gets to do it. Why the hell don't we?
1: Yeah, but we do it a little bit different. We bitch about the grifters.
0: And we also don't make any money.
1: We sleep at night.
0: There's that point. There's that, there's that part of it. So today, or was it last? It was yesterday, right? Yesterday was the actual bombing of the hospital in Gaza. That no one knows who did it. Yeah. So this is where like the fact that, whether you're talking about Ukraine or now you're talking about uh, Israel, Palestine, this is where like social media wars are so unbelievably toxic to me because you have this situation where like everything's kind of happening on social media or, you know, in Twitter and Instagram in real time. And it's like, Oh, it's Elon's fault. Like, no, it's whoever's posting the shit's fault. Right. So you have, you have, these social media wars now where everybody's got to be first to make this report. And I I know the news, like the 24 hour news cycle, like cable news has been that way for a while, but they at least had like 20 minutes before they had to like go live to air with it. Social media is like, I got to be the first, I got to be the first to throw this out there. And so you, you have this situation where like the fog of war And the truth being the first casualty of war being, I mean, just, just exploded and magnified exponentially with these wars being on social media, like the way that they are.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's insane, right? Because like all the propaganda and everything going around, like you think you would have learned from the Ukraine war, like me personally, my own personal anecdotal experience I, when the Ukraine-Russia War came, up, came about, I was stoked about the whole ghost of Kiev, Kiev.
0: And it turned out to be bullshit. It
1: turned out to be bullshit. I was stoked about the Snake Island way and the way those guys literally just plopped their 90-pound balls on the table and said, Russia, go fuck yourself. And when you find out that those were debunked, real fast you learn that the first, what is it? Was it Erisifelis? Some guy from Greek, like the Roman Empire, like a philosopher way back in the day. He's the one that coined the phrase, the first casualty of war is truth. Some Greek dude, yeah. Some Greek dude said it. Smart bastard, smarter than any of us. Uh, he said that the first casualty of war is the truth. And that is very apparent right now, as evidenced by the, the most recent attack, during the whole uh, Hamas-Israel conflict where... Attack
0: a Muslim- or uh, self-imposed uh, propaganda arm.
1: Right, because both sides are blaming the other. No one's You're- taking blame for this. Hamas is going, well, we don't even have the technology to do that, but they also like to hide all of their missiles and bombs and rockets and stuff inside. Yeah, and then like the other hospitals. side of that
0: is... The Israelis are going, well, we don't, um, we don't, um, hospitals. Bomb but they're also uh, out of the other side of their mouth talking about how Hamas hides weapons in hospitals. So it's like, if you're, right. if you're going for, if you're going for a strategic strike and this is the issue here. Like, and they've this, also this lied. Is- they've
1: lied a lot yes, when it comes to all these different of- Look at uh, the, the American this Palestinian journalist. What's her name? Shireen. Abdu something i forget her name
0: you just butchered her name but that and i i don't know it either but that 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 poor young lady that should well, still look be up alive, the
1: journalist that was killed in pa- uh, palestine by the idf
0: and hopefully you can be a lot less american in your pronunciation of her name because cory and i clearly suck at uh, uh arabic names um but yeah like this is a situation where you have two sides that historically lie i mean about about it, it's like this is this is th- that's what makes this so like sadly interesting is and i and i do mean that like interesting in a sad way because you have two sides that are constantly lying and you've no idea who to believe you just have two right. you just don't you have two it's it's like it's like it's like a high school fight where both both kids are like historically liars and you're the teacher that's like well, shit! How do I figure this out?
1: <laughs> or one of those fights where, you know, the fight happens, and then the next day both kids are in school spinning their story of uh, who actually won the fight.
0: Yeah, Corey, so you actually didn't read bad. Oh, Shireen Abu, Abu, Abu
1: Akla. I got her first name right, Shireen. Shireen Abu Akla.
0: You did good. Akla. Uh yeah. So Thanks, then you have <clears throat> So we've already talked about the social media war nonsense. Um but yeah, this is what happens when you have two two sides to this conflict that are historical liars. And that's why we're not going to like that's I didn't plan on coming on here and and talking about the the the, the hospital bombing in a way uh, uh, that you you see it portrayed um throughout both new media and old media of like let's try and figure out who did this when we just we just don't know under the fog of war stop trying to figure it out like it's okay that you don't know let's figure it out we have experts working on this
1: it's disgusting how fast just the lines are drawn and like everyone just chooses a side like it's i was thinking about the other day it's like how in the fuck like Americans are so so goddamn like e- what's the word Egon, ego my ego maniacal yeah ego maniacal and the exceptionalism that Americans have that right now two sects of people who have been fighting for almost damn near 100 years over land based on a religious war that was then lines drawn by a British Empire are fighting over land and then somehow that division comes back to america and now america is arguing and fighting in the streets over two sides that are known to lie and kill each other
0: yeah as the banner says dude like we suck we absolutely suck as a society at empathy we absolutely suck at putting ourselves in in anybody else's shoes because we we draw these lines in the sand and it and it does come from American exceptionalism. We are sitting here thousands of miles away away from this conflict and to where we can just sit back and 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 look at Twitter and see who's tweeting what and see who's saying what and and you know make our decisions based on basically nothing. I mean basically nothing actually
1: did so I just had you know play devil's advocate I just had a thought pop in my head. What if it isn't, we suck at empathy, but we're just, we're too empathetic that mixed with the whole social justice warrior thing that like, if you don't pick a side, you're not a good person and everyone I rushing would, to the pick the side that they believe is the good side that they have to have to promulgate and have to get on their soap, soap and yell to anyone who's listening that, Hey, I'm a good person. No, and this no, no.
0: Corey, that's first of all, to me, like that's fake empathy because what empathy is by definition is just your ability to put yourself in another person's shoes, whether you like them or dislike them. We fucking suck at that shit. We We only like to empathize
1: empathize with people that have the same beliefs as us. If you think like I do, then I can empathize with you. But if your beliefs differ, then I can't empathize with you because. So that's that's the uh, that's the American. No, that's not I empathy, know. but that's that's our personal political divisions bleeding into a war that's on
0: the other side of the world.
1: Yeah, if like, that makes to sense. me
0: to me empathy is logical, right? Like, for we we've talked about this in our chat thread for the last week and a half since this whole thing started about like, yeah, I'm just against like babies dying like i don't really give a shit whether it's an arabic baby or a jewish baby i don't like the fact that babies are dying and then like yeah it's absolute bullshit
1: that a couple people at the top get to decide who lives and who dies
0: these people that it sounded like a saw movie there (laughs) you decide decide. um but I, i i don't know i just i think that it's really fucking simple for all of us. You, me and bell included Corey to, to sit here a thousand, a thousand, th- thousands of miles away and, you know, pick apart like who the bad guy is and who the good guys are. And like who deserves to die and who doesn't deserve to die. It's like, it's like some hunger game shit. I mean, to a degree, right? It's some hunger game shit where we just sit here and go, well, oh, man, we just got to wipe Hamas off the face of the earth. And, and I sit there and I go, Okay, just, that that just sounds like
1: the most convenient thing because it
0: goes, right. You know, but hold that, that statement, that statement where it's like, do you do, Would we like to wipe the idea of Islamic extremism off the face of the earth? I mean, I guess, I guess I'm, I guess I'm all for that, but like, there's another side to the story of like, how does somebody become an Islamic extremist? And, the answer just is is it's really fucking complicated. It's it's simple, but it, it's it's also complicated. It's it's the Pat Buchanan like, you know, if we keep bombing these kids and killing their parents and their families, what do you think they're going to do? You think they're going to grow up and just come over to our side, or are they going to come right. up, grow up, and be resentful and again become Islamic Islamic extremists? And it's like, what comes first? And hand- flip it. Hand- and hey. flip it.
1: You think a lot of Jewish kids right now are gonna trust Palestinians when they grow up and they become in power in their Israeli state?
0: No, and it's like, how do you think perpetual war just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going? Like, so this is an interesting thought because um you you have you have a lot of folks on the American right right now. And I don't really have a problem when they say this. So I don't want anybody who's who's more right-leaning to think that I'm shitting on this idea. But like you have you have People on the American right that talk about religion as if it's it's so great and it's like it gives you purpose and it does all of these great things for you and I've seen it like Corey you have some pretty religious people in your family I have some pretty religious people in my family and like they're better human beings when since they found their faith and I have no issue with that I think that's fantastic if it works for you right but what they what they they always miss is the fact that at the end of the day. Hamas and and the Israelis would not be fighting right now if it wasn't for fucking religion like it's got its dark side right it's got its ugly side and like to just completely dismiss that makes absolutely no sense to me
1: well it's not necessarily just religion it's when the religion gets mixed up in politics and all of that stuff you know like it's 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 a fucking mess over there and like everyone doesn't have a goddamn clue and if you listened to our last episode, you can hear us just try our legitimate best at trying to make sense of all of this.
0: We, and you can't. We can't. But you can't. Yeah. Because and, and if,
1: any, any professional or any person you hear talk about it, they're typically on one side or the other. And they're giving their biased opinion. When at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck, whatever side you're on, innocent people are dying. Over a war propagated by elitists at the top of either one side of the pillar or the other of this Abrahamic religion that are both there fighting over land and their right to survive because in the 1940s the British Empire decided to go, All right, Jews, here's your land, deal with it.
0: Right? I mean, that- and the, you know, and then the Israelis won a war, and again, like we can go back to. I hate to like really recap what we talked about last week, but we we go back to like this idea of being a Jew and historically, at least in, you know, in, in modern contemporary history, not having a land to call your own. Because when the anti Semitism comes out and you don't have a place to turn, it's a fucking scary proposition. And Mm -hmm. I get, and I think you get that. And I think bell gets that. Um, However, there's also the scenario where, like, the UN comes in, the, the British Empire comes in, and just fucking takes land away from Muslim landowners. Because that's all they knew how to do. <laughs> it's, yeah, but it's just, and then, but, and then just gives it to these other people. Like, it's like, you can understand how, like, it would be resentful. And that's actually a great, you, you'd be resentful. And that's actually a great transition because... I, 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 one of the things I wanted to talk about tonight was it was kind of a thought process that I had over the last week, which, which is this idea of logical rationalization versus moral rationalization. Like you can look at a situation and see why logically Hamas would exist, why, uh, why Hamas would be resentful and hateful and even engage in attacks against israelis yeah and And not condone it but like that's not that's a rash but it is a rational or i'm sorry pin in that thought because
1: actually as you say that the logical outcome of hamas existing it's not it's still it's it's still comparing apples to oranges but it's samely it's comparatively to the incarnation of the republican party the Republican Party was put in place in America because the Whig Party was full of pussies, and the Democratic Party was was beating the shit out of the Whig Party over and over and over and over again, threatening them with guns and knives and sticks and clubs.
0: Yeah, physically on, uh,
1: on the floor in the in the House and in the Senate to the point where the Republican Party showed up and they're like, "Well, we'll fight them," and that's how they became the second party. Mm -hmm. that's why you always see the pictures of Abraham Lincoln with his fists up trying to punch because those guys are willing to go in there and beat the shit out of Democrats also. And then then what, what did that lead to? What did that lead to?
0: Was actually a boxer. Fun fact.
1: What did that lead to? The fucking civil war. What's happening in Israel, a fucking Mm. civil war more or less. Now, again, that is comparing apples to oranges. They aren't exactly identical. But you can but, see the logical end run of where Hamas does become into power.
0: Yeah, you you can you can have a logical rationalization of why something's taking place, understanding how we got here without um, without. And this is not me advocating Hamas. No, that's you just brought up my whole point: logical rationalization versus moral rationalization. You're not you're not morally rationalizing Hamas rolling into Israel and fucking you know beheading babies which now is but i can see
1: (laughs) destination a A to destination b and how that lines up and it's like okay then logically that ultimately does make sense of how we got here
0: yes yeah and it's it's not but because that's what that's what you end up getting like when you when you try to say that what exactly what we just said to like a pro israel i'm a terrorist apologist no yeah or you're a, you're a, you're 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 engaging in moral equivalency and i'm like i i don't think i t- i don't think i mentioned like what my moral stance is on how this happened i'm just talking about logically i understand why this happened yeah doesn't exactly good doesn't mean i support it
1: and people like to convolute the two together
0: they mix their feelings with the facts dan they mix their feelings with the facts Ben Shapiro. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's all fucked, and it's that, so, kind of me, that kind of brings me to the next point, though, Corey. It's about- all fucked,
1: and then like now, now you're seeing a bunch of Republicans who cried and whined about cancel culture, fucking advocating cancel culture because you have a bunch of these young dumbasses who literally how we just talked about how no one really knows what the fuck's going on over there everyone just trying to jump to a side because they feel like that's the side that's right Mm -hmm. in the knowledge that the information that's given to them and a lot of it probably isn't little silos and echo chambers where they get their facts from you got a bunch of people who you could who with the the messaging is like A little bit clunky but like their hearts are in the right place of saying people the palestinians shouldn't be killed and being carpet bombed Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i agree with them they shouldn't be and so they're out there and they're out there protesting and stuff like that at harvard and yale and stuff like that and then all of these people who were so against the cancel culture are now trying to blacklist and come after uh, these just young college kids who just think they're on the right side, who are le- quip, like basically calling for another Kent State. Dude, <laughs> just asking people to go mow them down because dude, they're saying things that make other people uncomfortable.
0: It's what we talk about all the time. Like we are, we get we, and you know who the only nope. one that came out against that is on the Republican side. Well, let me guess, because I don't know the answer to this. I'm
1: gonna he's say he's a Republican candidate for president.
0: Oh, Trump. Or Desantis? No, no, no. Vivek Ramaswamy.
1: Yep. Yeah. Vivek Ramaswamy said that this. They while he vehemently disagrees with what they're protesting. You don't dox them and put them on blacklist because they're a bunch of students and their kids that are out there just letting their heart do their thinking,
0: doing what. And is that wrong? No,
1: done. necessarily. It's not. You know, but if you have a, a funnel of information coming from just Al Jazeera or just something like that, then obviously you think Israel is the devil. And if you have your silo of information coming from just Fox News or any other right-leaning, even or even MSNBC, who is fucking getting rid of anchors that are Muslim and silencing them, then you would think Israel's the one that you're supposed to follow. When both sides have committed atrocities of war, both sides have committed war crimes, both sides have killed innocent people, and both sides are neither side's hands are clean in this war.
0: Yeah, and where do you in, 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 you can you can also acknowledge that the Israelis' treatment of Palestinians has been a, has been fucking atrocious, mm-hmm. um, and then you can also logically, okay, the difference between logical and moral rationalization, you can logically rationalize why the Israelis might be afraid to the point where they feel like they have to push these people down to a certain degree when it's the just going quote, down quote, the
1: same fucking quote, unquote, trail as the this, Roman Empire.
0: This is what we have it, to, so we
1: it. have to expand our border to protect ourselves because the people in this area are trying to hurt us. But then as soon as you do that, then guess what? There's a new enemy on the other side of your border.
0: Yeah. And then you're spreading yourself thin. but I don't, I don't think we have to worry about that with Israel. At this no, point. no, no.
1: They're completely it's landlocked like, by it's like the the size 18. Entirety. Yeah. Arabic nations.
0: Uh, yeah. So, um, shit, forgot where we were. Oh, I was gonna. T- I was gonna mention a little bit about like what does it take to finally turn yourself into a neo? Because it seems like at some point I have. I'm not gonna mention her name, but there is a. Wh- you know who it is, Corey. There is a very, very well respected journalist that I have so much respect for. She's fucking fantastic. She. I mean, I'll just say she's Jewish. But she is, she, because she's Jewish, that's why this is important. um, This war has brought her to the point, uh, it seems like, in her reporting, to the point where she would absolutely just like to blow uh, Palestine off the face of the earth. She hasn't actively said that. She's too smart to say that. But it just gives me that feeling. And it's like, we're just against neoconservatism like, five years ago. And it's just, like, like do we all have that threshold? Do, like, we all have that neocon threshold.
1: Yeah, and I'm not going to pretend that yeah. you or I are above it either, Dan. I
0: it, don't it, think we are. I, I I am of Irish heritage, right? And I can guarantee you that if, like, England decided they wanted to invade Ireland, I would be like, the United States needs to fucking step in. Like, we got <laughs> We got to go save the Irish people. 100%, I'm dead serious when I say that.
1: If any feds are listening, Dan <laughs> is not a part of the IRA.
0: I have not contributed any money to Would the IRA. Wait, so that's it. So,
1: <laughs> for the people that's listening, I just kind of side-eyed Dan on that one. Uh, but uh, that's, that's, that's an interesting comparison, right? The Protestants and the Catholics. Yeah. Oh, bloody wars. The, the Troubles is what they call them. You know, when Northern Ireland was Protestant, Southern Ireland was Catholic. And they were going war over going to war over territory over an empire coming out of their land. And if you talk to people who are from South Ireland, they will unequivocally tell you, fuck the crown.
0: It's not, it's not South Ireland. It's just Ireland.
1: Right. No, there's still I think there's still Northern Ireland.
0: Northern Ireland is still part of the crown, but it's literally the size of like my foot.
1: Yeah. Oh, you mean like okay, so the size of Gaza.
0: It's like where Belfast is. And that might even be smaller than Gaza. I no, it's probably not true. That's probably not true. But you understand the comparison. Look that up, L. Making. Look that up, L. Land, land land size comparison between Northern Ireland and Gaza. I'm gonna guess Gaza's smaller.
1: I, I can tell you right now that Gaza is much smaller than Northern Ireland.
0: It has to It has to be because
1: it has to be. be The Gaza Strip is only like 25 miles north and south. And then like at its uh, widest, it's like three miles. So it's probably like like 60 square miles.
0: And then, yeah, Northern Ireland's like the size of Rhode Island, I think. I could be wrong about that. But yeah, they're both small areas. Yeah. And one of them is considerably more population dense than the other.
1: Yeah, Gaza (laughs) has a population density equivalent to Japan.
0: I don't know. That was kind of a weird tangent that we just went on there.
1: Ah, uh, it's just, you know, the way my mind works is just metaphors, similes and
0: Can we talk about the neocons for a minute though? Yeah, let's get back to that. Cuz like this is fucked up. Right? Like and, and and the the way that so many people can't see what's happening here cuz how long ago was 9/11? 22 years ago, a little over. Yeah. Twenty-two years ago was nine yeah, eleven. What would that be?
1: Twenty-two years, one month, and uh, seven days. days. Seven. Yep. Math. <laughs> Math <laughs> is hard, man.
0: <laughs> and it's just it's it's like it's 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 within our lifetimes. I mean, I was in eighth grade when this took place. When when 11 took place, I remember it pretty goddamn well. And I I don't remember like the rhetoric that went on afterwards per se, cause I was a kid enjoying being a kid.
1: Oh no, damn. We were all united against Brown people.
0: <laughs> no, but like, I remember that, right? Like I remember like the fucking, you know, and I'm proud to be an American on every fucking radio station for like seven days. We after- put
1: a boot in their ass cause it's the yeah. American way. And here uncle come, Sam, you at the top oh, of your list.
0: You know, here comes everyone. Hitted the Dixie <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and like, <laughs> I, but like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, if, like geopolitically, like it's it's impossible for us to remember like the timeline of like how we went from, uh, let's go take out Al Qaeda, which co- makes even today makes complete sense, right? Like, fucking kill the people that did this to us. But then, like, how that turned into we have to invade Iraq? Yeah, like.
1: <laughs> yeah. like a bunch of Saudi Arabians hijacked planes and crashed them into our like financial center in the middle of New York, and so in response, we have to invade Afghanistan and Iraq. Don't ask questions, yeah. Dan.
0: Yeah, because because somebody that makes just you a said, terrorist
1: sympathizer.
0: Because Donald Rumsfeld just said that, like, "Hey, Saddam Hussein is uh, is training Al Qaeda." It's like okay, sounds good. Let's just let's just roll in. And and like they're making not enough, WMDs. Not enough people questioned it. Or maybe they did, like, maybe if that was going on in 2023, like we'd see a lot more like Twitter analytics about that or analysis about that. But like Yeah, propaganda's
1: actually no, I, I was gonna say I was wait. before this war, or even the war with Ukraine, I was gonna say propaganda is a lot harder now, but it's really not.
0: It's not because everything's fake. Uh, yeah, you have, but now you have just
1: look at the Israeli ID, the Israeli country's uh Twitter feed when they were posting fake videos saying that it was Hamas that bombed the hospital and then they had to take it down,
0: right? And and we still don't know, and I'm not, we're, and we're not speculating. Mm-hmm. Like, I look at that because I, I, we really I look, don't know. I look at the 9 11 playbook, and you still have the same goddamn people pulling out of the 9 11 playbook. You, I, how many fucking shows does Lindsey Graham have to go on talking about how you know we have this this new this this new threat and you you have you you basically have Lindsey Graham making excuses because of this war between Israel and Palestine to attack Iran mm-hmm. which which goes back yeah. to your point like hey um Al Qaeda filled and, and a bunch of, of, of Saudis attacked uh, the World Trade Center on 9 11. So let's go invade Iraq. Like these don't, these two things don't fucking go together. They don't compute.
1: Hamas, the Palestinian elected government, uh, is attacking Israel. So we need to go to war with Iran.
0: Yeah, because they might be providing them with funds. Like, do you not, like, I don't But know- we're
1: also. But we're also funding the Palestinian people $100 million for food aid. And then also funding Israel. (laughs) (laughs) But we have to go to war with Iran. I wish it wasn't as funny as it is. It's just so dumb. All of it. And he, like, and you know what? I was thinking about this when I was taking a shower, just just thinking about. like God,
0: I thought
1: the, you were taking a shit. No, I was taking a. <laughs> oh, I, I, was, I, was, I was I was taking a shit in the shower. Actually, I waffle stomp that
0: shit through the drain, <laughs> but <laughs> it's like some Mia Khalifa shit right there. <laughs> she never did poop porn? Did she?
1: I don't know. I don't think Mia Khalifa did, but she got canceled, and she did because she's an idiot. <laughs> uh, but. It's oh man, but yeah, just thinking about the fact that uh oh, I lost my train of thought on that one. I, now my work. mind
0: is just we started talking about. We started talking about poop porn, and it was gone. It was yeah. gone from there. I'm, Lindsey Graham,
1: the gigabytes in my RAM, my RAM drive in my head, Dan, No, but like two hundred fifty six megabytes.
0: It is a legitimate concern, though, right? When you have people like Lindsey Graham using the 9-11 playbook to possibly get us going into an, getting into a war with, with Iran. And then you have, you have this Axios piece that came out, I think earlier today, it was either earlier today or yesterday where um, the Biden administration is already getting ready for the possibility of Hezbollah invading Israel from the North from, from Lebanon and preparing to have to mobilize troops in that scenario like are, you, how much how much american support do you think this is going to have and, wh- and and it's it and, it and it gets that conspiracy theory brain going in your head because it's like okay well now you have the um uh, the, the mainstream media you have the cable news media that's just you know thumping thumping israel talking about how israel has the right to defend themselves and they do right we're not talking about the logistics of whether or not they should be able to defend themselves we're talking about what is the propaganda whether true or not i mean propaganda i know it's got a negative connotation but propaganda can be true right so you have this you 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 have this 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 propaganda machine in the news talking about how israel's good they have they have the, the they should have the ability to defend themselves and then you have the possibility of, of, of Hezbollah invading. And it's like, are you trying to put it in the heads of the American people that we should go to war? Like this playbook has worked before. It has worked before. Now, if you have, God forbid, a terrorist attack in the United States, I hope to God that doesn't happen. But like, imagine if it does. Imagine yeah. if that happened. How many people would immediately jump on board with sending troops to Israel and Palestine, and we have an actual holy war take place. Yeah. Which I'm surprised more people
1: aren't calling for because it was a Christian hospital that was bombed. Hmm. Which just adds more complication to it. Is that true or is that propaganda? No, that's true. It was a Christian hospital. We don't know who bombed it, but it was a Christian hospital.
0: I don't know. I give up. I, I kind of want to stop talking about this at this point. We're 36. We,
1: yeah, we've we've said what we want to say about this between last week's episode and this week's episode, and if you want to hear more of our thoughts on it in the clunkiest way possible, go ahead and listen to last week's episode. <laughs> uh,
0: What do you want to move on to next, Corey? Let's
1: move on to your topic, because I don't know shit about this one.
0: Mr. Speaker who? <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, not that complicated. We still don't have a speaker of the house. Um,
1: We're Jim about a Jordan, month away from the government shutting down.
0: Jim Jordan has Again. gone now through has gone now through two votes, and actually lost votes.
1: Yeah, Hakeem second- Jeffries is the one getting the most votes right now.
0: So, okay, I do know that. This is this is this is what drives me. I'm actually going to give some credit because we, we should on Ben Shapiro a little bit earlier, but I'm going to give, I'm actually going to give him a little bit of credit here because he did have a tweet um, about a week ago that I think you sent me, Corey. I don't remember if it was your bell uh, about how oh, <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it's not the best idea to just like do the, do the Leroy Jenkins thing <laughs> and just, and just oust your speaker with, No fucking replacement. (laughs) Like, man, that's just not (laughs) the best. Jenkins. (laughs) I, and and I'm like, wow, that's actually Ben Shapiro at his funniest. But he's, but he's right. And like, that's the issue that I have with fucking Republicans, man. It's like, I, I don't even necessarily have an issue with, with conservatism or any of that. But like, this party is just so unbelievably just at each other's throats. And like, there's a, there's a, a point to be made that like maybe it's a good thing maybe it's a good thing that this that this that this party is at each other's throats like what matt gates said about mccarthy and getting him out and how milk toasty is and how weak of a leader he is i didn't i did not disagree with matt gates in that uh, one statement yeah getting rid of um well and not to mention like you'll never know this listening to Uh, more lefty media, but like Matt, defended Ilhan Omar before. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, it's neither here nor there, but he's, 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 he can be very, very logical at certain parts. But I look at this and I go, one of the hopes, I think, and it was very short-lived, but one of the hopes I think that was going to happen was that we were going to have maybe a more centrist speaker. Like maybe you could put forth a candidate, that like the kind of the center of the Republican party and the center of the, of the democratic party would vote for. Who would that be? Like what? Joe Manchin. (laughs) Um, he's a Senator though. I mean, I mean, it would be like, I mean, it wouldn't be him, but it would be like a Romney type of, of Republican. I think it would be like this more kind of center, right. Um, Republican. And if you could just get Democrats to vote for that person, like we'd be all set. But then y- y- you have like these dyed in the wool Democratic publications um, that want to talk about, well, no Republicans voted for Nancy Pelosi in whatever it was, 2017 or-, or before that or before that. And I go, yeah, that's okay. So we're just going to play this. I know you are. A-
1: hey, hey, you AD. had a lot of baggage.
0: <laughs>
1: she did. <laughs> I don't dare. <laughs> you just want to see those dirty pillows so
0: bad. Yeah, miraculous titties. Uh <laughs> Anyway, like but what like th- th- this is what this is the, the biggest issue, right? What is it what is with this I know you are but what am I game? It's it's I'm not saying that anybody in the Republican Party or the Democratic Party would like somehow make a a great speaker of the house would somehow be great at running the house. But it it so aptly points out the issue with the two-party system right here, where it's just like, oh, it's a Republican. I'm eh, not going to support it. Make you guys work it out. Like, forget actually running a government. Right. Actually, figuring out a way to cohesively and 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 run a government well. No, we're just it's a Republican. We're just we're not going to vote for it. We're not going to vote yeah. for that. Person.
1: Yeah. No. Exactly. Like the Democrats just is just as bad in this bullshit game. Like they knew that, like I said, in uh twenty three days the government's about to shut down and military (laughs) the very military that they're all talking about wanting to send to Israel isn't gonna get paid.
0: No, they'll they'll extend this this stay on the budget. Like that's just what they do. They just keep kicking the can down the road. That's what Congress always does. It's like the only thing they're good at is taking every fucking soup can and kicking it all the way down the alley that's a, the only thing they do well they'll do it again they'll do it again if there's no budget or if there's no speaker i'm sorry by the time we're by the time a, a budget needs to be decided so i mean that's that's really all i had like we still don't have a speaker it's funny that jim jordan actually lost votes even though i personally being a small l libertarian Former liberal with still liberal values kind of goofball. I don't even know how to label myself at this point. Uh I I think Jim Jordan would be an interesting choice. I think we I think we mentioned that a couple weeks ago before the uh, you know, the craziness in Israel went down. But I think he would just I just I would be intrigued to see how that would go.
1: It'd probably just be the same bullshit yeah, right. that we just <laughs> we've always been saying... Like
0: it's why it's why I, I think I think Homeboy said in our comments during that show, uh, that, you know, he was he was guaranteeing that Donald Trump will be the next Speaker of the House. And in a, in a weird way, I'm kind of rooting for it. Like, <laughs> it's not going to happen. I like, like to I see Justin gonna, Amash. Well, of course, I mean that would be the that would be the ideal. Get an
1: independent in there.
0: It's never. Gonna, it, here's why that can't happen. First of all, it would be too good of a solution. But second of all, you're not going to get a Democrat to vote for. If you can't get a Democrat to vote for like a Romney-type center-right candidate, you think you're going to get a Democrat to vote for a, like an independent Justin Amash? Like that's almost worse to Democrats. <laughs> you're probably right. It doesn't make sense, but it. But it's. I think it's the truth.
1: <laughs> no, they just keep voting for Hakeem Jeffries. Just, I hate it. Knowing that it's not even going to pass, they're just like, well, we're obviously not going to vote for any Republican. Still no speaker. I'll drink to that.
0: <laughs> that was all I had. Mr. Here's Mr. to an vote.
1: incompetent government, damn.
0: Yeah, that's somehow worry, gonna send
1: a- we're going to have to keep paying our taxes. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned this already, so I don't even know if we have to talk about this one to the blacklisting of college students because we, we kind of covered it. Um, you want to talk about Biden's border barricade?
0: Biden's border barricade. Isn't it, isn't this interesting, right? So this actually kind of ties into the, uh, the Israeli, uh, Palestinian conflict because you have. People on the right, particularly the the, the 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 religious right, that are completely shifting their own script when it comes to, as you said in the um, our our last little banner there, about trying to blacklist blacklist college students and about how that's that's morally wrong. But now you also have Democrats flipping their script on a border wall when something actually affects them. This is why the two-party system sucks. Good day to you, fellow intellectual idiots. If you're this far into the show, we're guessing that you probably like it. So we'd just like to ask you to hit pause, and on whatever platform you're listening, just leave us a quick review. It really does help us grow and gives us an opportunity to bring you even more great content in the future. And we'd also like to ask you to just press that share button and just send this episode to one friend that you think might be interested in our line of conversation. The best way for podcasts to grow in the sea of millions of podcasts really is through word of mouth. So every little bit helps, and we appreciate you all. So let's get back to the show.
1: So the caveat is is, uh, the reason for Biden's decision is that the money for the border wall construction was appropriated by Congress in 2019 during the trump administration and the biden cannot persuade congress to redirect that money for other border spending and he also claimed that he had no choice under the law but to use the money for what it was intended
0: because right but you- because the house has the purse no i i understand that but isn't it interesting how like they stop fighting for this when you have "Quote unquote sanctuary cities," actually, finally having an issue with immigration. Yeah,
1: that that right there still is just it's. I don't want to say it's funny, because the like, whenever I laugh at these things and like joke about them, it's like if this wasn't a script and a show, it'd be absolutely fucking hilarious. <laughs> it, it would be. It'd be fucking hilarious. I'd be like, oh my God, that's really funny. Like that just bit you in the ass. But I often have to come like bring myself back to reality and like realize that there's actual lives at stake and stakes and things like that. But the idea that these fucking cities thousands of miles away from the border were like, oh yes, fuck, fuck is we wouldn't act like El Paso if we had a bunch of immigrants here. We're a sanctuary city. We would not use our AG to try to kick them out. And then it happens and they're like, we need to get them the fuck out of here yeah.
0: now. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that is because of dumb laws that don't allow immigrants to work. We've talked about that a little bit, Um, but it's, it's all it, it, that it's what I hate about these discussions. It's all about like, where do we put them? Where do we put them? Like, they're just like... Not in my backyard, animals. that's for damn like, sure. They're, like, legitimately, like, they're fucking zoo animals. Like, do we move them to this zoo or that zoo? Where do we... We don't have enough room.
1: There's well, too the many- Detroit Zoo does have nice enclosures.
0: <laughs> but it's, it's... Instead of just, like, talking about, like, where do we put them? You know, if you're on the left and you want to actually humanize them stop talking about like where do we put them let's give them our house let's give them this apartment building let's give them this hotel how about like just the right the fuck work a, <laughs> let's how let's figure out a way to get them to work legally with all of these vacant jobs that we have in the United States. Get them actually working, and I don't know, as much as I hate paying taxes, and I think it's, you know, I'm not a taxationist, theft guy. I just hate the way taxes are collected in this country, but, like, let's get them paying into the bullshit system that we pay into as well, and then we'll have enough money to send to Ukraine and Israel. It'd be perfect. It's a win-win-win-win-win for everyone. (laughs) Give the
1: immigrants jobs and use their tax money to fund the border wall.
0: Oh, there you go. So that's <laughs> a, there you go. That's a win-win. Are you going to do some like uh, some old school shit and be like, this is an immigrant tax. You have to pay more because you're an immigrant.
1: No, they pay the same. Just all of their taxes
0: <laughs> go to building a wall. Well, they're going to work 80 hours a week, so there's going to be more money.
1: You like how I named it Biden's Border Barricade because he thinks the word wall is dirty? Is it? Is it dirty?
0: So do I have to, like, if I'm hanging a picture in my house, do I have to call, do I have to say that I'm hanging the picture on, on the barricade? Because that's a dirty word. Yeah, walls are
1: bad, Dan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but, uh,
1: so, President Joe Biden had promised during his 2020 campaign that he would not build another foot of wall along the U.S. southern border And it's just so funny how like all of these politicians, we talk about politicians always making empty promises. And this guy fucking knew he was running in 2020 and the, and the money was promised through the house of representatives that this money was allocated for the border wall. And he goes, we're not going to build it. And then three years later he goes, Oh, well, we got to build it.
0: You know what I find so interesting about that? And, and like, So like, I think, I think Trump at least was, I get, I mean, I don't ever want to call Trump honest, but it was, there was, there was just like some, um, I don't want to put this, you at least knew, you at least knew exactly what Trump's intentions were, right? He was like, let's build this wall. I'm going to run on it. He probably knew that he wasn't actually going to build it, but, you know, he used it to get him. Didn't he
1: like kind of in a roundabout way in one of his recent rallies say something about how how I couldn't do it, how he scoffed at how his followers thought that Mexico was going to pay for
0: it? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they still believe it. They still believe it Oh, Trump had just gotten elected to another term. Mexico would have paid for it, even though there's absolutely no legal precedent. Or that's exactly what he said. He said there was no, not exactly, I'm paraphrasing here, but he, he essentially said there was no legal avenue <laughs> to where he could actually make Mexico pay <laughs> for the wall. But then you have so, he, then you have Biden who's like he he he's, he goes, Well, we're not gonna build this wall. And you get this idea that like he's he's welcoming to immigrants but he's not in the same way that obama is like they you, you ever notice how they never they never actually say de- the, the the democratic party never actually says how they really feel about immigrants coming over the border you ever notice how they you ever notice how they say that they go well you know if they're in trouble and they need asylum they're more than welcome like they always they always like put then it fix in, the like, asylum system okay so they always they always put it in like they always put in like a little caveat like well immigrants are welcome as long as some abstract reason right. that's how democrats kind of get around this like this idea that they're like pro open borders like this idea that like biden or obama was like they were like pro open borders it, that's fucking nonsense that's yeah. absolute nonsense yeah as as you could tell by the fact that Obama was the one that built those cages that Trump supposedly put all the people in.
1: It wasn't supposed that he did. I'm sorry. And, yes, he did. Yeah, and they weren't taken out of those cages when Biden came into office. Just people stopped talking
0: about it. Right, because now the cages are, are good. Yeah. Or, or they have
1: – yeah,
0: now the cages
1: isn't like, are all-inclusive.
0: Like, isn't it kind of like the uh, the whole F, like the FDR defense? Oh, you talking like, about the
1: internment camps?
0: Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if you did you learn about the internment camps in, in school? hmm Because I did. I did as well, but it was kind of like it's kind of like this really short abbreviated topic of like
1: Well, we did it because we were scared, Dan.
0: Oh yeah, of course. Yes. Because those, those But when the Nazis did it, it was bad. Because those dirty, dirty Japs were gonna infiltrate us from the inside. Yeah. So the new
1: border wall project will cost about one point eight five billion, which will come from the Department of Defense's budget. The project will include eighteen foot high ballards, gates, cameras, fiber optic, and closed circuit television equipment, and erosion and drainage, uh, drainage control. Thank God!
0: Oh, thank God for the drainage control. Yeah, we gotta we gotta send all that filthy water back south of the border. Yeah. The, the
1: expected outcome of the new border wall construction is unclear, as some experts and critics argue that it will not be effective in stopping illegal immigrants or drug trafficking. So here's my thing. I'm 100% okay with securing the border, as long as we also fix the actual immigration system. Correct. It is, I don't see how people look at the idea that millions of people are trying to find a pathway to the american dream in america as a negative thing but we need to get these people here and i don't want to use the word assimilated i don't i I think that's kind of dirty i don't like that like it makes it sound like the american idealist i the 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 idea of being an american like in a cookie cutter thing and it sounds like very dystopian in a way where it's like you're gonna come
0: here Corey, learn the language Learn, learn a language, you gotta God. be a Christian, you gotta be baptized. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going, I was just going with the language route. As if like like say yeah, like, no, America, but say it, like yeah. America took shit and you had to leave and like go to the Netherlands. Like God damn it, you need to learn Dutch. Like <laughs> As if well, some, fuck, learn Dutch overnight. Yeah. I hate that shit too.
1: But uh I think that a secure border coinciding with a more efficient approach to getting these people in here versus the bullshit catch and release programs or the bullshit just send them back because they're just Mm -hmm. gonna try again and you know and then let's say 10 come to the border eight get caught two make it in you send the eight back a hundred miles and now they're in the same position as ten more people are and now you have eighteen coming and then six make it across and then you take the 14 and you send them back and then you have 24 coming to the border and then four or six make it across and then you send the 18 back and then you have 28 coming to the border and that's literally what's been happening on our fucking border for the past like 20 or 30 40 maybe even 50 years now at this fucking point well
0: and that's just it cory and that's exactly and that, why instead of no- sending
1: them back Find the ones that are like, oh my God, you have all of your paperwork stamp, welcome to America. You're an American citizen. Go find yourself a job and find your American dream.
0: But what you just then, said about like about like the exponential growth of the folks at the border, like that's exactly why no president's done anything about it, because or no administration's done anything about it, because they can just keep shipping about oh, it'll be the next guy's problem. Like mm-hmm. we'll just hold it off. We'll just keep building it up until the you know until yeah, the next every every
1: problem in America is based on a two year or four year time scale because it's yeah, all kick about it down the, the road.
0: kick it down the road. can we can we can we make this work for two or four or six or eight more years? And then you got some fucking paper pusher who's I don't have a problem with. They're just doing their job. Going and going. What's well, up, right according, now? according to my calculations, we can absolutely um, actually, keep out. yeah, we can. We could definitely keep kicking immigrants out for another twelve to 15 years, which would make it so much. You know, it's like <laughs> just that's exactly what it is. And and then and then you know, each party acts like they're doing something about it, right. From a, from a party apparatus perspective, it's like, I, know, I like the, the talk that we had the, the lowest issue.
1: border crossings when Trump was president. Oh,
0: uh, that's because that's, he I mean, just
1: that, kept kicking them out, and then guess what? Biden has a more lenient border policy, and now they're all here. They all just waited in the wings. They didn't disappear. These
0: people don't just fucking disappear. Like I didn't have an issue with like th- that was the issue that I had with Trump's like build that wall, build that wall. Like I. I didn't have an issue with like building a wall essentially in principle, but we all like, we all knew what it meant. It was just another barricade. Even like, let's just say he had actually completed that wall from the fucking Pacific ocean to the Gulf of Mexico wall all the way down. It's still just another bandaid on the actual fucking problem. That was the, that was the issue I had with the wall rhetoric.
1: Yeah. It was yeah. Not it was sure, just yeah. a band aid equivalent to let's just instead of tackling <laughs> instead of tackling the exorbitant price issue with college, let's just give all these eighteen year olds whose brains aren't fully developed loans. Instead of tackling the actual medical care system in our country, that's the most expensive in the world, let's just tax people more to have them pay for it instead of actually fixing the root cause. That's what the, that's what the government likes to do. Just put band-aids on things
0: and print, print more money, have the fed print more money, give it to the corporations, make sure they don't fail too big yep. to fail. And you know, and off we go and off. We, this go. is why when I, when, when people want to talk about, we got our buddy on Facebook that I've broken up with now. Uh, we got our buddy on Facebook that just wants to keep telling me why Republicans are worse than Democrats. He wants to keep telling me why Republicans are worse than Democrats. And he's having, like, these people, they have, this is the issue with social media in general. Everybody's having an argument that we're that I'm not having, that you're not having. We're trying to actually make a, a deeper point. But they, they have to come back with, it's their fault. It's their fault. It's their fault. God damn it. It's fucking both their faults. The system doesn't goddamn work. All they do is kick the can down the road. That's the entire that's the entire basis of our federal government. Kicking the can down the road, making it the next person's problem. Let's just hang on for one more day. Hang on for one more day whether it be militarily, whether it be fiscally. Let's just hang on for one more day. Let's grow the GDP a little bit more. Let's lie about jobs numbers. Let's lie about unemployment numbers let's lie about um you know how how thriving the middle class is you know or or whatever the whatever the 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 issue of the day is and we'll just make it the next person's problem we'll go in i'll become you know i'll become a presidential administ- administration i'll leave i'll charge you 125,000 fucking dollars a speech at at uh, at harvard or wherever for a commencement ceremony, or if you're in Congress, I'll get my congressional job. I'll lobby for this place for uh, however long I'm here. I'll either uh, invest in that company and stay in office and just keep making more money and keep making more money and keep making more money, or I'll lobby for this place. And then they'll give me a fucking job, a cushy ass job when I'm out so that I can keep building my own wealth. And like, and and both fucking parties do this shit and they work together to do it. So when somebody comes to me and they tell me Democrats are worse for this reason, uh, r- Republicans are worse for this reason, you're having an argument that I don't want to fucking have. Hey, you're I'm focusing not having. on the micro. We're focusing on the macro. You 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 stay there and look at the trees. Corey and I are going to enjoy the forest. Uh- Fuck you.
1: <laughs> Attaboy. Man, we um, should
0: pull that. We should pull that rant. Should uh,
1: should we talk about uh, the voting process in America?
0: Oh, that's a good way to end the show because this one's kind of fun, at least. Yeah, we
1: don't have a banner for it. That's okay. So there's a uh, pretty prominent journalist who's local here to Detroit. His name is Charlie Duff. He wrote a couple books. He's been on national media he's been in different news news outlets all over the country and he made a post recently about uh our whole voting system and i'm gonna read his post and he goes janet used to live in my house 25 years ago she moved to texas i've informed the michigan secretary of state and my city clerk of this at least a half a dozen times nevertheless in the last five years I have received received in the name of Janet at least seven absentee ballot applications, her voter ID card and today instructions on how to vote early. If we want if they want people to believe in the results, then election officials are going to have to work harder, follow the laws they swear
0: to uphold and do their damn jobs. So I'm I'm. I just want to give my my initial thoughts on this. First of all, elections are conducted by the state, so you, mm-hmm. you have fifty different ways in which elections are conducted. So we can really only speak for this, which is which is Michigan, which is our home state, which we voted in our our entire voting lives. Um, so, this is just- <laughs> and we're not we're watching with stolen chills. No, no, no. This is this is one. This is this is just one. Out of fifty different elections that each presidential candidate has to register for to actually get on the ballot, and 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 so on. So, I have no reason not to believe that. Like, why? First of all, if you knew who Charlie Laduff was, he, yeah, in, in the Detroit, actual post, he shared a photo of like the mayor. Yeah, there's no reason for him to lie. He's not making shit up. He he was actually one of the people that was in Detroit at at one of the polling precincts that was saying, dude, look, there was no fucking fraud here. Like, I was here the yeah. whole time. There was absolutely no fraud. And it was actually the the, the the precinct where people actually showed up demanding to be let in. Okay, It was, it was actually a pretty big deal here locally. Oh, at Cobo Hall. At Cobo Hall. Or it's not Cobo Hall anymore. No, it's like no. the PNC Center or whatever is the fuck The PNC fuck or it is? the
1: TCF Center? What's TCF.
0: The TCF. I think it's TCF. Uh, either way, we're always going to call it Cobo Hall. But so, yeah. Uh, so he was there talking about, like, the, there was no fucking it's like it's it, like it's no, pine knob not dte yeah there was well it is actually pine knob now uh there, there was he, he was he was the guy there he was in there I, th- I think he wasn't he one of the the people that was actually counting the votes wasn't he wasn't he a, sure. a poll worker i thought he was uh, it, it, why else would he have been in there so yeah I, I'm, I'm almost positive charlie leduff was one of those and so he was he's one of these people that's saying look at least what i saw in this one precinct where people thought some chicanery was going on I can tell you definitively there was no chicanery, chicanery going on. Charlie is one of these people that I don't know what his politics are. I really don't. I don't even know if he knows. We've been watching him for a really long time. I cannot tell you that he's a liberal. I cannot tell you that he's a conservative. He is really, really know, good at being So I know that ambiguous. he voted
1: for Whitmer, okay. but I know that he is one of the largest Voices that is
0: criticizing her, criticizing and her, hand, her,
1: yes, in her handling of the nursing homes when it came to the deaths
0: of uh, and and, and the Flint water patients. situation, the reaction to the Flint water situation. So, like, just because he votes for somebody doesn't mean he's not willing to shit on them when they fuck up. I think that Charlie Laduff is remarkably politically ambiguous. It's really tough to nail him down. I think that's a good thing. It's actually what makes me like to read his stuff and watch his stuff because I just don't know. I don't know which side he's going to roll in on. So he goes in during the 2020 election as a as, as one of these vote counters. And he's he says, look, there was nothing weird going on here, regardless of what anybody says. But then he comes out with this, Corey, where he's getting mail fra- for a woman, getting her ballot, getting instructions on how to vote early for this person that he doesn't know. Now, when you look at that, I can just see the fucking uh, election was stolen people going, see, this is proof that there's some, some vote stealing going on here. But then you look at that. Yep, and you and go, then you could also see
1: a bunch of the people going, oh, he's
0: just an election denier. Exactly. Okay, I'm glad bullshit. you brought that up.
1: Yeah, it just goes to the bullshit binary thing where everyone just runs to one side or the other based on a topic that has a lot more nuance than people
0: like to actually admit that it does. Right. When the reality is that Charlie got these things and like, say it wasn't Charlie, say it was Joe Schmo down the street, just because they get the stuff and could commit voter fraud. How the hell are you supposed to to tell who they're going to commit voter fraud for? Right. Like, how do you know that that Charlie's a Trump supporter or uh, or, uh, uh, you know, like, it's just it's obviously just him getting the wrong mail. But to your point, Corey, like, isn't that something you should probably clean up to where like extra ballots right. just aren't going out to people that yeah, get mailed in?
1: It pisses me off that how like entrenched everything is to where it's like, why would the Democrats not want to make the voting process instead of just brushing it off and calling anyone who has any questions about it? Just, oh, you're an election denier and actually try to solidify our democratic process and make it yeah. more legitimate I'm not saying One it's not legitimate go. but you could also you could always 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 make it more legitimate
0: yeah I mean how many people I mean I, I mean honestly though like what are the odds that somebody like Charlie Laduff who's been reporting on elections forever would be the person that would right. get the like, like else him, is it's a good
1: thing because he's bringing attention to something like this and like honestly like like again I don't believe that there was the election fraud that people are trying to say there was on a mass scale but there are loopholes and gaps that could absolutely be fixed and i'm sick and tired of the idea that the idea that just in making that simple statement puts you in one camp or the other you know what i mean like there's no way because you know what i mean it takes millions of hands in the pot whether it's the the poll workers the official counters then there's the electoral college people uh and then it all gets counted and audited and then sent to the, the fucking house and in, in uh at the capitol and then and uh dc and then it all gets audited and counted again and all of these things happen to where like look at the Nord Stream pipeline something that was under lock and key there was leakers about it there's leakers about every single goddamn thing If there was actual fraud on a mass scale like that, someone would have came out about it. It was rocks were overturned. Things like that were done time and time again with all of the court cases that Trump brought to the table. But why not try to perfect the imperfect system where you do have some people like it it could be something as simple as really conservative parents have a son who's really liberal. And he's off at college and his absentee ballot gets sent to their house and they just fill it out for the Republican party or vice versa. Those things to say to unequivocally say that those things don't, don't happen is sticking your head in the fucking sand. And let's do everything in our power to stop those nickels and dimes of fraudulent stuff happening in our country.
0: And that's, that's what drives me nuts is this idea that Republicans are like, so you, so it's like, so every illegitimate ballot was used to vote for Democrats, every single one. Right. But that, that's the part that that's like, this just doesn't commute, compute to me. Like there's illegitimate ballots. Like what, what Charlie's talking about, like Charlie's a good guy. He's obviously not going to use this ballot And ultimately, to, let's to give off an extra have, vote.
1: Let's talk about real quick. So like, there are still things, stopgats and stuff in place that would stop that if he got that ballot and tried to if use it he filled it. it out and signed it with some random signature that signature would still have to match janet's signature that's in the database from 25 years ago almost damn near exactly and if it didn't it would get thrown out so when you vote with an affidavit in in the state of michigan when you vote in an affidavit when you don't have an id and you sign that affidavit that signature has to match the same signature that you gave in person at the Secretary of State when you signed for your license. And if it doesn't, if it isn't similar, that vote gets thrown out. So there
0: are still stopgaps in place. You, stop mean, you mean you mean when you when you go to when you go to Secretary of State, which
1: to get your driver's license and then they're like, Do you want to be a registered voter? And you go, Yeah. And no, then I, don't, I don't I don't think
0: it's even for your driver's license. I think when you go into to get your voter ID card.
1: Yeah, well, you sign you register you, to vote. Yeah, but I think you, you, it, you, when you sign, I think you just check the vote for, or check. You no, just check dude, you, don't, you
0: don't, you don't remember doing this. I, I had to go in and actually register to vote when I turned 18. It was a completely different process.
1: It isn't like you that anymore, I don't think.
0: Well, you get your driver's license when you're 16, you can't vote. Until when you're
1: you, eighteen. Yeah, yeah. So you do you have to sign the you have to sign something again when you're eighteen to do it. Right. Yeah. That's when your, you're sixteen, that's, the license is different. But that's
0: that's your voter registration.
1: So I was riding dirty and did my own thing until I was eighteen when I got my license.
0: Okay, so you fucked up.
1: So when I was and I didn't fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Me fucking up would have been getting caught. But <laughs> like, <laughs> the the statute of limitations is far gone so they're not gonna nail me for any
0: of that shit now. But <laughs> you're just because you're, you're just not a good Christian, Corey.
1: I'm not the best Christian, nope, but Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, does forgive me. Uh <laughs> when you sign, when you sign, when you go to vote, it's still the signature they use the signature you put on well, your ID for your voter registration. And that's
0: the signature that they go off of. I feel like we're arguing semantics here. We are. But those are was-
1: but these these semantics are and the lack of knowledge of them is what gives people cockamamie fucking conspiracies in their brain that anyone could just vote for anyone. When as mm-hmm. evidence also in our state is you remember when, uh, what was chief, uh, chief Craig. And then there was like three other Republicans that are running for governor and they all used the same PR company who was a company that was collecting signatures for them to get their name on the ballot through the petitions and they were all just combining names for the same three people. And you remember? And then like 250,000 of those names were found to be invalid. It's because those names didn't match the signatures that were given at Secretary of State.
0: Yeah. They better be, if they're not, if they don't match, they better be goddamn close.
1: Yeah. So there's things I think we can do to fix these things. And without invading on someone's privacy and what their vote is, like, honestly, like my personal opinion, what I think they should do is because every single ballot that you sign comes with a number, right? You know, how they get always like, Oh, your ballot number such and such. Yep. Yep. When you do your ballot, it should have nothing to do with numbers, nothing to do with names, but you should get a little ticker that says what ballot you were that you can hold on to that after all the auditing and everything is done down the road, have a database where you could just type in ballot number here and you could type it in. And then it just tells you what you voted. And then you could actually do your own audit on your ballot. Cause, cause if you just type in a random number, you're not going to know who that voter was. You're not going to know what their political stance was and how you think they were going to vote you would you would just have a random number and it would tell you what the vote was and the well, information isn't going to do shit for you anyways
0: and here's the thing you have to you have to actually count on the american public to be responsible but in a perfect world like that could if also anyone be used, if if someone does this shit that, then, well, then it's, the, it's the way the system is now but that ticker could that 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 could also be used as like a receipt right so if like your ballot gets audited like i have my receipt it's right here
1: yeah yeah, you could go and check and they'd be like, well, this ballot, this ballot, and this ballot, these numbers are, there's discrepancies. And then you could go and look and you'd be like, oh, shit, that's mine. And then you call the number. Like, that was actually my ballot, this and that. I have the receipt here and da-da-da-da-da.
0: Nobody's going to do that, though. Like, you but think no, people are like us? No. Like, people no like, I wouldn't, just go, I like, wouldn't either. Just go and I vote. wouldn't.
1: I <laughs> wouldn't. But, the, but this gives the people who are skeptical help them quell any sort of uh like questions they have regarding the election process and it creates accountability because at the same time no one's going to try to stuff ballots in some weird way because they're like fuck someone might have this receipt that they just might check
0: well if everybody just had voter id Corey
1: you know what that's i also think that's bullshit because of the fact that so sometimes I. people don't have an id i don't like the idea that they use race and so that's another thing about it too right race gets convoluted and this, some democrats just go well a lot of black people don't have ids and it's like well that's super fucking racist <laughs> <laughs> like, just assume black people don't have ids Like, that's just as racist as any of the shit that people on the left Raiders say. So, like,
0: the the thing that drives me nuts about the voter ID argument is, like, uh, the people that are, like, pro-voter ID, it's like, oh, you gotta have an ID to buy booze, and you gotta have an ID uh, ID to do this, and this, and this, and they go, none of those are constitutional rights. None of those things are constitutional rights. You have a constitutional right as an American citizen to vote regardless of whether or not you have a fucking ID to prove who you are. How do you fix that in 2023, 2024 coming up? I don't, I don't, I don't really have an idea. Receipts, Dan, fucking receipts. Hold on to your voting receipt. What's so funny. is like, you know, like old, like old women, regardless of race. Uh, black white hispanic asian they would all be like well i got my voter receipt i better put this in my handbag for in case i need it
1: (laughs) (laughs) they they end up on the wrong website and they just get (laughs) their identity stolen (laughs) (laughs) and then they blame biden
0: I can just see like I can just see like some some grand So there's pitfalls, there's obvious pitfalls to this idea. Some some grandkid going through his grandma's person and like after after she passes away going, Jesus Christ. Using it to roll up a spliff. All these fucking voter ID receipts in your purse.
1: (laughs) Sixteen-year-old prick-ass grandson is using your voter receipt to roll up a spliff.
0: I I've been collecting these since 1971 <laughs> 19
1: 2023 <laughs> uh, yeah nothing else. no it, yeah it's just it's frustrating that Democrats go no nope, no nope, nothing to see here everything's fine when there is fraud is it fraud that will affect the outcome of a uh, election no no I don't think so but then but why there's not why fraud, there's why also not fraud on, on both system. sides yeah why there's not better on both sides why not help diminish any sort of second guesses people have in a democracy because democracy is so important in this country don't you
0: think that's interesting though about like i we're going to use trump supporters because it's been like the biggest one ever but like you could go back to 2000 and do bush gore bush gore as well but like don't you think it's it do you find it interesting how like the people that Claim voter fraud and like that the election was stolen. Like they can't even fathom the idea that like somebody would place a fraudulent vote for Trump, out of 172 million votes or whatever the hell. Or out of seventy none
1: of them, none of them,
0: none of them placed a fraudulent vote for Trump. Not a single one. That's blasphemy. How dare you? It's just so asinine. (laughs) But and then and you know even if you go back to 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 uh, Bush Gore. 2000 like
1: the perforations. the
0: the democrats were screaming voter fraud then it's like this isn't this isn't a new thing what's her name oh fuck what's
1: her name uh the girl from georgia who still hasn't conceded
0: stacy abrams
1: stacy abrams she was claiming voter fraud If you remember, okay, never. No, you don't have to go back to 2000. Dan, 2016. Fucking Hillary was like, he's an illegitimate president. He's an illegitimate president. They were saying it for four goddamn years. Illegitimate president. It was the Russians. I'm aware. Yeah, and then Trump does it, and they're like, oh, that's treason. You guys wanna you guys wanna smoke some polls? Do you wanna call it? We can save uh, the polls for next week
0: if you want. This is a this was a dog shit episode. This was a great episode, I think. Oh, okay. Well I'm glad you feel differently. How do you feel, Bell?
1: <laughs> oh, He's not- I tried to oh there he is. Oh fuck. All right. Bell, you add yourself. There you go. What are you guys doing? Our, our, <laughs> fucking best <laughs> our worst no I think this episode is great what do you think though I think it's an 11 out of 10 yeah see All right. Bell's got my out back 10, boys. His, internet, a- his internet hasn't worked half the time but no,
0: I, no I'm I, just I kidding was Next year
1: episode. Year, it was great
0: it averages out to a 7 mid <laughs> as the Brits would say
1: <laughs> yeah. it worked out. danger
0: noodle Went back in its sheath.
1: Nah, she's camouflaged. <laughs> she's actually...
0: That's her ring. He's
1: like, I think there's a snake in there. I don't know. Her camouflage is good as shit. There she comes.
0: You can see there's her. a snake in my boots.
1: Now she's going to hide because you started talking about her. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like she's a goddamn Republican.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tell the people where they can find this story. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hurry <laughs> 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 all right the Certain podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms our website is libservativeshow.com we can be found at all at libservative on facebook youtube and twitch instagram and twitter at libservativepod our tiktok videos can be found at libservative podcast, and you can reach out directly at libservativepod at gmail.com subscribe today so guys you really do need to subscribe fast and you need to subscribe hard, as hard as you can, and tell as your hard friends. as you would vote. Is yeah, just vote, vote, and subscribe hard as shit, because the doomsday clock is at ninety seconds, so we could all be dying by the time this show ends. So you don't want your, <laughs> you don't want your very last uh, grievance, not grievance. I can't think of the word right now. It's right on the tip of my tongue. My lethal logic is getting the best of me. You don't want your biggest regret to be, fuck, I didn't subscribe to Libservative before you see a mushroom cloud. So.
0: That was a, you went a long way for that one, Corey.
1: I know. I just, if I would remember the word
0: regret, no regrets,
1: No regrets on that one, Dan. <laughs> for Bell Body
0: Snatcher, he as always has been Corey Walsh. And he's Dan Griffin. This has been Lipservative, intellectual idiots fostering political and cultural literacy in the worst way imaginable. Until next time, we are out of here. We the people cannot turn back